I want you to get up now. I want all of you to get up out of your chairs. I want you to get up right now and go to the window, open it, and stick your head out and yell, Jumpman Radio! Good morning, good afternoon, wherever you might be. It's me, your buddy Junkman, with another fabulous edition of Junkman Radio to lay on you today. Hope everybody's feeling good. Hunkered down and wherever you might be, whatever hunker in your bunker that you might be staying at right now, riding the storm out, so to speak. (laughs) Welcome to the program. It's going to be a wild one. I got a lot of good things going on for you today. Great music. I got a special guest calling in. And a lot more, so be prepared. It's all here at Junk Band Radio. I'm glad you could be around. And So open up your beverage of choice, get a little something to nosh on, and get ready for rockin'. Here we go. I'm going to start the show out with a little Jeff Healy band. What do you say?
sight I need you pretty baby So what will I do But when you leave me girl I get so mad
Chinese on my back It's warmer than China It's better than crack It's burning like fire It's taking my soul Yeah So damn addicted to rock and roll Sending the disco in 75 Said it all started with blue slate shoes Yeah His brothers called it just rhythm and blues But the kings are made of touching
Yeah, baby, Junk Band Radio. Wasted words from the Allman Brothers Band. What a classic, man. Love it. Man, that song just gets me fired up each and every time I hear it and every time I have heard it since, uh, man, I was a little guy. (laughs) Greg Allman, still American, uh, probably the best white American soul singer out of uh, the United States that I can think of. And uh, I know there's going to be a lot of other ones, you know. Out of England, we got Paul Rogers and people like that. But, man, out of out of United States, Florida, to be exact, Greg Allman. Man, what a great voice. So soulful. Savoy Brown before that in Tell Mama. That's one I've been wanting to play for a while. Just, you know, I've had a lot of songs that I've, uh, that I've had. I'm like, man, I ran out of time. I didn't get to play that. Oh, man, that song would go great with that. That song would go great with that. And, I always wanted to play those two songs together. Little Caesar, my buddies. And from their uh, first day, or first actual big release, self-titled Little Caesar record, which incidentally was 30 years ago this past week when that record came out. Unbelievable. How about that? Yikes. And uh, rock and roll state of mind. <laughs> Thing with a lot of facts in that particular song from the guys in Little Caesar. Of course, they got a brand new record. Uh, well, at least a year old now, um, eight. But uh, always uh, part of the family here at Junkman Radio. Eddie Money, the late Eddie Money. We hate to say, um, but uh, from his first record, "I Want to Be a Rock and Roll Star." And then I'd say a lot about uh, to all my musician friends. You know, just uh, I just I want to be a rock and roll star. I want to do it. Wanna drive a big black car? <laughs> Do it all. Jeff Healy band, another uh, late great Jeff Healy, and uh, I'm tore down. That comes from the Roadhouse soundtrack, the movie Roadhouse. Crappy movie, but uh, great music in it. And uh, again, him doing the uh, the classic right there. I'm tore down. Started the show. Hey, I'm Junk Man. Hope you're up for a great one because that's what we're gonna give it to you. Good music, great stuff, all kinds of stories, and a lot more. And uh, special guest calling in today, too, which is going to be cool. He's got a great new record out. Right now, another incredibly new record that has just got some great playing on it. We're talking about The Dead Daisies, now fronted and by Glenn Hughes, who also plays bass. Well, this is their latest. This is called Unspoken, brand new from The Dead Daisies on Junkman Radio. Start a goal. 
Junkman Radio. Do you like that song? I love it. Death Wish is the name of the song. The name of the band is Red Sun Rising. Band that I really, really took uh, a liking to a few years back. I saw them on a festival, and they're from uh, Akron, Ohio area. And unfortunately, they're taking a little break in the action in terms of uh, being a band. And I wish them well, and I hope uh, we see and hear some more from Red Sun Rising. But that one particular uh, song was called Death Wish. Great stuff from Red Sun Rising. One of the great uh, new bands, man. There's lots of young new bands that are out there that I just love so much. Before them, of course, uh, you've heard me talk about them quite a bit. Dirty Honey and Heartbreaker from their first EP. Looking forward to more Dirty Honey music in 2020, 2021. Slash and Miles Kennedy and the Conspirators did Wicked Stone Oh, man, what a great record. Rival Sons from their first EP before that, and that was called Get What's Coming. First time I heard that song, I was knocked on my ass and said, who are these guys? Found out they were local, Long Beach, California local, and went to see them as many times as I possibly could. <laughs> Every show has been awesome. So looking forward to getting back into live music again soon, I would hope. Started the show out with Brand New from Dead Daisies. Don't you love that one? That one's called Unspoken. Glenn Hughes sounded fresh as a live daisy on that one. Unbelievable. All kinds of great music, as I mentioned. Uh, one record that really, really, I've been looking forward to hearing this type of stuff for a long time. I'm a big fan of the band Jellyfish, and three of the members of that particular band, which doesn't exist anymore, have formed a new band called the Licorice Quartet. And uh, this is their first single off their EP, which has just been released. Uh, Licorice Quartet features keyboardist uh, Roger Joseph Manning, Tim Smith, and Eric Dover, three former members of the band Jellyfish. And again, this is they're called the Licorice Quartet. Lighthouse Spaceship 
Revised is the name of this song. Check it out. Brand new from Licorice Quartet on Junk Band Radio.
Junk Band Radio. You like that? Volbeat, my friends, from Denmark and parts of the U.S. as well, mixed in together. Some serious rock. I love that song. It's called Guitar Gangsters and Cadillac Blood. Great stuff from Volbeat. I started that set out with something really cool, brand new, from the Licorice Quartet, as I mentioned. Lighthouse Spaceship from their brand new EP. Really, really looking forward to even more music from those guys. But uh, you know, right now, we'll have to settle for the EP until further notice. But uh, four great songs on that. It's awesome. Really, really dig it. Uh, followed that with uh, some new stuff from my good friend Cherie Curry. She was on the show just recently talking about her new record, Boulevards of Splendor. And from that particular uh, record, a bonus track, a remake of Queens of Noise. Runaway song dedicated to Runaway's drummer, Sandy West. And uh, Cherie is helped out with uh, by Juliette Lewis, the uh, singer-actress, and others on that record. It's such a cool rockin' tune, isn't it? Just sounds great. Um, went into some lady rock there, some rockin', some of my favorite rockin' ladies. A brand new one, also from The Pretenders, Chrissy Hind and The Lot. Doing a new one called The Buzz. Such a great song. Just got that Telecaster Vox guitar sound on it. Just, man, really, really, really cool sounding. But their record will be coming out this summer, I believe. And again, called uh, The Buzz. The song from The Pretenders. Brand new. Also did the lovely Lizzie Hale and Hailstorm. The title track for their latest, Vicious. I know they're down in getting ready to write some new music. They're in the midst of doing that. And new Hailstorm record is always welcome here at Junkman Radio as well as all over the world. And I hope you uh, like that and finished up that set with Volbeat. Hey, it's Junkman here on Junkman Radio. And uh, on the phone, I have an old friend, good friend, in fact, who has come out with one of my favorite records of 2020. I know 2020 has been such a shitty year for a lot of things, but not for music. And this record just kicks ass. I have guitar player Mitch Perry. How you doing, bro? I'm doing good, man. How are you doing? Awesome. This way, I mean, you know, besides all the lockdown and everything like that, again, we got music. And you've come out with this record that just, it's it's mind-blowing in its diversity, for one thing. Uh, also for, you know, obviously it's, uh, it's musically sound and, you know, I've told people over the years, I mean, you got, you got a great rap as a guitar player and rightly so, man, you got all these skills, but in terms of having a, a, a new album out that just catches you every single song in it, this is the one it's called music box, brand new from, uh, you and your Mitch Perry group dude, but, uh, a big, huge congratulations to, to you and, uh, the people that put this together, man. Oh, man. Well, thank you very much. Yeah, I mean, I'm really, really fortunate. Uh, There's not a weak link in the chain. We have a great group of musicians and singers. And and the whole deal, uh, I was able to get one of those records together that I've wanted to for a long time, but for various reasons, haven't been able to. Well, how did this all come about, man? I mean, how did you decide, you know what, I got this group of songs. How did you get all the, the, the band together and, you know, cover one bass at a time if, if you want, but just, you know, let us a little bit into how the Mitch Berry group came to be in the album. 
Well, as you know, from personal experience, I've always had fun going and doing my own gigs around town, you know, at the club, uh, you know, where we get some of the greatest drummers of all time to sit in with us. <laughs> yeah, including me, right? <laughs> I'm waiting for you to jump in. And you, you I still people, there. I still people tell. I love to tell people about the night that I sat in with your band, and it was the best band I ever played with. And it was because your drummer didn't show up. You called me up as an emergency. You know, you hadn't really heard me play. You're like, hey, you play drums, right? And I'm like, yeah. Wait, wait, no, wait, wait, I didn't call you up. Dude. No, no, I was there. I was there you in the bar. Were, you were at the bar. Yeah, yes. at the key now, at the I, cat I club. I saw, I saw you, and I remember you telling me you played drums so <laughs> i came and got you and and you kicked ass that was a great that was a great night but yeah but, one of one of many nights and many drummers that that you've come across in your uh, in your you know in la yes but you know that that leads to what i've been doing on sundays you know even though i'm out touring with sweet a lot of the stuff we do is weekend warrior stuff so I, you know, I make sure if I'm coming home on Sunday, I'm on the first flight out of wherever I'm at so I can do my Sunday evening gig uh, here in Hermosa Beach, which is basically it goes from five to nine. And we, we just start playing at five and we take maybe a 25, 30 minute break uh, in between five and nine. The rest is just jamming and playing music and and the band really plays like a band. Um, uh, because of uh, I had all these songs, when, when it came time to uh, go in and record them, we basically took my band from Sunday and went in um, and cut, you know, I rehearsed the songs and, and taught everybody the parts. So we actually, you know, we, we went in and tracked the songs old school, like where, where the band knows the song. It wasn't like, Hey, here's the drum tracks, you know, put a bass part, put a guitar part and, and you, you get great stuff, but you, you miss the, uh, combustion of all the uh, pieces working at once and that was something real important to me to capture because i think that's what makes our sundays so special right uh, so so we got that to you know we got that rolling in some rehearsals and uh, over the course of the last year we just it, it wasn't so much that it took a lot of time physically to do the uh, task at hand it was just lining up everybody's schedules so they all slotted in that we were all in the same place at the same time because like i said i i I wanted us all at rehearsal. I wanted us all on the uh, basic track. It wasn't like, okay, we'll get the drums and then re-record anything. Every song, no matter how much production you hear on it, every song is a live take. No kidding. Uh, Wow. Absolutely. And absolutely no click was used during the making of this record. Well, that says a lot, man, because it's it's so, again, diversified. There's so many different styles that are on this record. And it just it got me just that. I mean, you know, got everything from ballads to blues to full on bar rocking to, you know, just touching stuff on there everything you know but but you know growing up when we did that that's what all the great bands were yep. were able to do that you know yep. because they didn't learn specialized styles of rock like we do now i mean back then if you were in a rock band just because you're in a rock band but you learned how to play by learning the classics or the blues or 
or jazz or something. You you know, you weren't learning from Led Zeppelin records. Right, you were, right. You were learning from a lot of other influences, at least back then. And and because of that, all all those rock bands had all sorts of flavors that, you know, through the uh, through the years have kind of gotten diluted out of the uh, mix. Yeah, it's and, sad and, that that's what happened, too, you know? I mean, because, again, you have to be, it's like accepting people, you know? There's all different kinds of people. Why would you only, like, want to talk to one of them, you know? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't understand it. I mean, yeah. you know, to me, it, it, you know, it. there's, two, I mean, this is a cliche, but there's two kinds of music, not country and Western. Right. right? It, it, it's good and bad. Right. And, and by that, I'm not even talking about, do you like it? I mean, there's great music that I don't particularly care for, but you can't deny that it's phenomenally performed, phenomenally constructed. You know, taste is, you know, subjective, you know, but, yeah. uh, you know, um, you know, having said that, I think I lost my point. <laughs> <laughs> no, your point was is diversification, man. You know, you really not only not only were able to put that across on this record, but you also did it live. So you had to find people in this band that could actually cross those lines. And I think oh, and even with the singers alone, Keith England, Chevy, Shelley Bonet, and Kara Turner, the three people yeah. you've got singing on this record, they fit in seamlessly with each other, man. It's just, uh, where did you find these three people? Man, I, I, I got so lucky when it came to this. I mean, uh, Kara is somebody I met living down here in Hermosa Beach, and uh, she was just singing locally, and I heard her voice and invited her to come up and sing with us. And uh, as you hear on the record, she's just got a golden tone. And so I knew I was going to, you know, have her on the record in some way just from there. Now, Keith is someone I've been singing with. Uh, I met him at the Ultimate Jam uh, in Hollywood, you know, which I've been a part of that house yep. band for every Tuesday night. Whiskey a go go. <laughs> yep. And so, uh, Anyway, Keith and I met through there. Keith had sang with the Allman Brothers, and he also sang with Montrose. And, you know, um, he had a great voice, so he started doing the Sundays with me. Uh, and uh, my original singer, we, we started to not see eye to eye on how the songs were going down. And so I brought Keith in to try a couple of the songs, and it was like, you know, how, how could I be this stupid to not see this he sounds so perfect for the tracks it's a no-brainer i mean at this point i could i couldn't think of another singer i'd rather have on it because i just love the job he did so much um then shelly benet is actually somebody i've wanted to work with for a long time so i used to work at a uh, production company uh with uh david kirschenbaum before david kirschenbaum and and um I met Shelly while I was at that, and she's an incredible singer. She used to work out of Muscle Shoals, and and when the uh, opportunity for her to come and be a part of this uh, came up, uh, there's no way we we're going to miss that. Wow. Did you have any idea on how well that the three of them were going to be working together? Was that part of why you, you wanted them there? Was you saw the yeah. three of them being able to work together, or did you just look at it individually at first? 
Well, well, individually, of course, you know, because I wanted there to be certain things that you know, certain strengths that each one brought to the table. I mean, otherwise, you're just getting redundant with right. with uh, singers, but or or with any instrument for that point. But um, the thing is. I, I also knew going into it, I knew that their voices and their styles would blend. Because one thing, you know, I, I mean, whereas I did write the songs and I did produce the record, it's it's still a band. I mean, I still wanted everybody's input. And, and um, you know, it, it was really important to to be able to um, to be able to uh, get that. Man, I'm telling you, it's just it's it's almost like it was just a gift, you know, like when they have that old story about when Crosby, Stills, and Nash were singing together. They had these three people. They had it was first a duo, and then they they added the the Graham Nash part of it, and they realized, wow, we really got something. And with this, oh. man, I'm telling you, all three of these people combined, just it's seamless. As I said, it works perfectly together. It just, as you said, blends. Ah, well, thank you, man. Yeah, it's, it's funny you bring Crosby, Stills, and Asset. Uh, uh, the first record I was ever on, uh, not the first record I recorded, but the first record that actually hit store shelves was Fast Times at Ridgemont High. And I, was on, <laughs> I was on Graham Nash's cut, called Love is Reason. Yeah, That's first awesome. record I was on. Yeah. As I should say, as Spicoli, awesome, totally yeah, awesome, me, bro. Me, 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 me and uh, Spicoli started our career at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what's great too. I mean, the first track on this thing, uh, believe, was this is a is a ballad of sorts. I hate to use the word ballad, but it really kind of is. But it's just so musical, and what carries it besides you know obviously your guitar playing is the uh, the Hammond B three oh, that goes so well with his voice with uh keith's voice on this thing and it's you just don't hear enough hammond b3 anymore it's always been one of my favorite sounds in rock and roll um you and me both and it's just it's such a great accompaniment and it's just not used enough anymore so i so this really caught me on this particular track right here was uh was that Hammond B3 on how well it accompanied the, the, the vocals on this. So, you know, it's oh, nice wow. to see somebody going that route, you know, and that's you. Well, well, well thanks, man. You know, as, as you, I mean, I love the Hammond, right? and, it, and it has to be a real Hammond. I mean, I know yeah. there, I know there are lots of, uh, lots of more convenient choices out there. Yeah, because they're a pain in the ass to carry around. Yes, they, they are, but they're, wor they're worth every bit of uh, yeah. your roadie sweat. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just like a, just like a good sound, man, you know? Sometimes you gotta, exactly. you gotta carry the load. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, but, I, you know, I, I mean, I've, it's, it's funny, you know, you have, you, you associate certain things with rock bands, you know, from the time I was a kid, and I mean, I just remember walking up to a concert and the first thing I'd hear is that screaming ham and, you know, mm -hmm. a guitar wailing over it. But, you know, I, I just think of Greg Raleigh at, at Woodstock and that, that yep. to me is what a, what a ham and organ should yep. sound like. Yep. And it definitely carries on into this, man. Now, the track itself, um, Believe, tell us a little bit something about that track and how it came to be, how you wrote it and anything like that. Well, it, it's funnily enough, it's the oldest song on the record. I probably, I wrote it 
right about the time I was leaving Edgar Winter's band, uh, I started to write it. And I think I, I fudged with the words for a little while. I actually took a stab at recording it about 12 years ago uh, and didn't like where we went with it and shelved it. And when I was doing this new batch of songs, a friend of mine, uh, Dave Follett, had uh, said, what about Believe? You've got to record that song. And I'm like, nah, nah, nah. Then we're getting down to it more and more. And I just I started thinking about it, and it made sense. We, we ran it at rehearsal. Like, the first time we tried it, by the end of the song, it just felt great. Uh, we ran it like three times. We went into the studio uh, having only one, run it at one rehearsal. And I believe that's the second take that we ran in the studio. No kidding. Wow. And that's what you got. Um, and uh, that, like I said, that's the oldest song on the record. So that would have been started around 2002. Man, it just sounds so great. And let's give our people a chance to listen to it right now. So, again, I'm speaking with Mitch Perry from the Mitch Perry Group. This is brand new from him off his new record, Music Box. And it's the first uh, first single. You know, I know there's really not a lot of singles, but I think this was the first quote-unquote radio song on this. But uh, kick back and listen to this. You're going to really love it. We'll be back with Mitch in just a moment. And again, this is called Believe, brand new from Mitch Perry Group.
Mitch, dude, again, I can't say enough good things about this particular song. Um, just the way that it flows, man. I mean, just oh, just love it. I love it. Well, thank you. You know, again, the flow is because we weren't cutting to a click track. Um, we have one of the greatest drummers on the planet there, Tal Berg. Tal Bergman yeah, rocks, man. Playing uh, drums. And, and I mean, you know... It, if it feels good from where he's playing, it makes the uh, rest of it easy, and it always feels good when he plays. So uh, that that's half the battle right there. And and then obviously you know the piano is Ed Roth. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, who happened to be playing with both of us that night? Yeah, who's been in band right. for a long time? Who was looking at me like, who's that's the guy right. behind the drums? <laughs> <laughs> and and. and since that's all he said, you did a great job because Ed is not an easy guy. On that's his, all I wanted he, to hear. He doesn't suffer fools kindly. Yeah, that's all I wanted to hear. But besides that, yeah, I mean, dude, I mean, it's just, it's this record is just every song in it. I have, I could talk about every song for an hour, but uh, this particular one, it just, you nailed it, man. And it just, uh, I love the song, believe it. It reminds me of so many other things and, I was telling my engineer before we uh, we went on the air here uh, the, how much I love to play to that style of music because there's so much feel that's a part of it as opposed to just rocking out, which well, you yeah, also do on this, you know? Yeah, well, you know what that is? I mean, at least for, for my money, is I look at music as, as moving in all directions, and I call that, you know, the swing, the sideways move. You know, yeah, you can rock out and head bang and your your head moves on the two and the four, but it, it's how the hips swing. And, and it doesn't matter what you're playing. I mean, one of the reasons why Phil Rudd's so amazing in ACDC isn't because he plays nothing. It's because he plays nothing so amazingly well. <laughs> well it, feels, it, it feels amazing. Yeah. And, and it's purely just it's it's not technique it's just feeling it and he's the master and you know like i said we we had that from the get-go and everything we 
I can see I can see that too because again you're you're such an easy guitar player to play with because you could basically play anything and it really shows on this record man so um, one of the dilemmas that I had before calling you uh, today and having you on the show was man where do I go after believe because I like every other track so I want I want you to pick a track off here that we could play next and tell us why you know oh I'll tell you you know what let's play. The cover tune. Okay. The Stones, Jumpin' Jack Flash. The Stones, Jumpin' Jack Flash. Which you add a completely new flavor to, man. Well, you know, and, and I, I did that kind of, it, it's a new flavor to that particular song, but actually the vibe, it, it's a total, total tip of the hat to Humble Pie. Right. Um, you know, and... I wanted to do a humble pie kind of rock song, and for my Sundays, that was a song. You know, I, I couldn't stand playing. You know, I I don't like playing cover tunes that you played eight billion times, right? And obviously, Jumping Jack Flash qualifies as that. So you know, what you hear on the record is kind of where I evolved to playing it in the clubs through time. And that then, was going to be my next question: Was that the way you play it on Sundays? <laughs> oh yeah, no that that is. Except we didn't have the whole middle section where the girls go crazy. Okay, you know, I mean that would be we had the middle section come down like it does, but it would usually be the guitar, you know, doing a, you know, really quiet, you know, solo that would then take the next 20 minutes to build to wherever it was going to go. But, yeah. um, you know, we put the girls on this and, and it's, it's just, man, it's, it's go back to 1977 and headphones and, uh, yep. anything else you might enjoy. And, uh, here you go. Man, they meld together again, just, just perfectly. It's just, I could hear of so many of those, you know, like you watch the, the documentary and all the background singers, what was it? Um, 50 feet from stardom you know you oh, listen 20 to feet from no, 20 feet from stardom yeah you listen to all these background singers and, and like and you've got two of them right there that could fit into that perfectly you know do you know i i showed them that movie before we went in to record good and they got it obviously oh yeah, yeah i mean you know i was fortunate enough one of the uh one of the main characters in that movie darlene love uh was singing uh with Cher when i toured with Cher in the hard stone tour great yeah, so that that was a a really, I mean, like I said, you, you you think of rock and roll, and there was more rock and roll between Darlene and Cher on that bus than all the musicians, and and believe me, every every one of us had played with you know any fifteen people you care to name. Sure. But yeah, well, that says a lot, dude. I mean, it's quality musicianship. It's something that you don't really come over as much as you used to. I mean, it's now, you know, just about anybody can make a record. But as you said, it's either going to be a good record or a bad record. Well, you know, and, <laughs> there's and, good and, music well, and there's the, bad music, you know? Well, that's the thing, too. You know, I mean, one of the reasons I wanted to record the record the way we did is it doesn't matter how poorly you play or how great you play. We all know you can go to Pro Tools and fix it. Right. You can line it up, you can tune it up, you can process it with any kind of sound effect. I mean, there, there's no you know, prize in that. However, the one button that Pro Tools hasn't come up with yet is the human button. <laughs> and so that's what I figured, you know, any way I could 
exploit the human aspect of making uh, this record would give us, you know, that you know, something that, you know, maybe the other bands didn't have. Well, I'm sitting, I'm sitting next to a recording engineer right now in a recording studio as we speak, so he's taking notes on this too as well. Too. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> he's laughing about it. Um, yeah, man, let's give this, let's give this a jump, as you would say, you know, a little jump of Jack Flash. Yep, done uh, Mitch Perry group style. Again, the record is called Music Box, and Mitch, did you do the production on this as well, or tell us a little about some of the, about some of the people behind the scenes on this? Oh uh, well, I mean, you know, without Yossi uh, Shackett, my engineer, mm-hmm. uh, I, I would be driving, you know, while blind in the middle of the night. <laughs> He's an incredible, incredible engineer. Um, having said that, I, I did do all the production and arrangement and, and writing and and whatnot. You know, that's, that's kind of one of the reasons uh, there's three singers is I, I, I was doing so much with this. I knew I wanted it to be a Mitch Perry record, but then it made no sense if it's a Mitch Perry record and you've got another person being the front man. Whereas I figured if I spread spread the load uh, amongst a couple of people, it, it would not only make it more versatile and give it more flavors and colors, it, it would also take the onus off any singer having to be the front person and that would also open up uh, a lot of uh, opportunity for how i want the band to be presented live which isn't always with a singer in front yeah I, yep. it, we, we will do all sorts of different stuff and it, it, it will change and morph the set you know with the singers you know and and keep everything interesting the whole way through and, and funnily enough, this song, Jumpin' Jack Flash, is a perfect example of what I'm talking about. And to that end, with all these great singers in my band, I even found a way to sing on this one. Uh, I actually sing in the second verse. Because wow. it's, you know, well, just like Humble Pie. You know, yeah, exactly. Both guitar players singing, so both, well, both guys singing, so... Well. Peter Frampton and uh, and uh, what's his name? Um, Steve Marriott. Steve Marriott, or or well, plus there was uh, Clem Clemson, who I when I saw oh, yeah. Pumble Pie it was Clem Clemson, but it was after yeah. after after uh, Peter Frampton left. But uh, yeah, the uh, the ghost of uh, of Steve Marriott is uh, listening down and loving it. It's really been a gas, man. <laughs> so let's give it a shot. This is uh, Mitch Perry Group and Jumpin' Jack Flash. We'll be back with Mitch in just a moment. Groove on this.
and we are back. Mitch, dude, I'm tapping hey. my toe. I'm tapping my toes in the studio to that one, man. Again, I will never yeah. be able to listen to that song the, the same way again. <laughs> I, I hope that's a good thing. Absolutely, jump and jack flash, man. The next time I hear, you know, it, it's funny too that you mentioned earlier too about all the songs that you just don't want to play. When I I saw the Stones twice this year, uh, still got it, whatever they had, you know. And again, they always save that song for one of the encores. And I could think of probably fifty songs I would rather hear than that one, you know. But yeah, that particular version of it, your particular version of it, dude, it changes my mind completely on terms of that. I can't wait to listen to that one again. So. Ah. You know, Thanks, man. It's just you got you really I can't say enough good things about this record. And again, every single track I'm talking about, and that's a rarity these days that you like every single track on on a particular new release. And so uh again, my um uh just congratulations to you on doing this, man. Um I wanna play I wanna play some more. I wanna find out a little bit more. I mean, obviously you're not gonna be playing Sundays for a while, but uh, on at the at the bar in uh, in um, Hermosa Beach, but uh, you know I'll come up there and see you one of these days. <laughs> I keep promising. Uh, yeah, and, and you know you're welcome to get up and sit in with the band. Oh, I've already thought of songs to play. I've already, oh, yeah. I've already thought of songs to play, including that particular one too. I might have to do that. But anyway, um, with that, what else? Uh, tell us a little bit more about how you're coping with with 2020 and all the, uh, you know, dude, you get this record that you're ready to release and all of a sudden the COVID virus shutdown happens, you know, as a musician, you know, your gigs are gone, your, your tours are gone, everything like that. How are you coping with all this, dude? I mean, you know, you, you deal with what comes at you and, and you deal with it. I mean, you don't have a choice to do anything, but, basically sit here and ponder what the future is um <laughs> the next record <laughs> yeah well i mean don't don't think i'm not working on songs all oh, yeah. the time. I, I don't you know, I, I don't actually sit down and, and work at them i mean they come but i you know i guess i certain times i'm a little bit more tuned into catching them when they come than others and and right now would be one of those times but you know i mean I, it's funny. I usually, and I only realized this since we've been, you know, on the lockdown. But I realized I never practice my guitar anymore. I mean, I practice all the time, but I'm practicing learning different songs for each week. We learn new songs at, you know, the uh, yeah. You the do, you're jamming on Tuesday nights on stage. You That's know, your practice, or, yeah. Or, or, or it's been two months since I went out with Sweet, so I'm practicing the Sweet songs to make sure I don't sound like it's been four months since I went out and played <laughs> with them. You know, I mean, so there's usually there's usually a goal to what I'm practicing is my point. And, and what's been great about this break is I haven't had to practice anything, so I'm doing all sorts of stuff on the instrument that I have neglected for years with, and not even by design. I didn't even realize I neglected it until I was sitting around playing it and going, Oh my God, I suck. <laughs> <laughs> you know? And, and, uh, you know, I've just spent a lot of time like uh, reteaching myself, uh, the classical stuff that I, uh, was really into when I first started playing. And it's just, you know, I, I mean, what it's going to do for, 
career, I don't know, but you know, mentally it keeps, you know, keeps us occupied and you know, other than that, it's just kind of keeping the eyes open and talking to all, you know, my friends in the business and trying to see if I can even make out a, a fuzzy silhouette of what's coming down the road. Yeah. Yeah, cuz it's all just still up in the air, man, and it's crazy absolutely crazy you don't know who to believe anymore you know no <laughs> you, well, you, you know who not to believe oh yeah absolutely but you don't know who to believe is my is yeah, my no, thing i this, mean you know? but, but he, here's the bigger problem than that um the problem is even the guys you want to believe don't really have an answer right and, and and that's the biggest problem and that's where also it, you know it, it's a problem when when people do want you to think they know what they're, you know, it'd be easier to go, hey, we're somewhere we haven't been, but don't worry, we're going to take care of everyone as best we can, you know. Yeah, yeah. But, gonna have to ride it. Gonna have to ride it out, man, like we did during disco when that was big, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and we knew eventually it was going to end. <laughs> you know, I, well, I mean, look, we went from disco to hip-hop and rap so yeah. now tell me if you really hate disco that much i think disco it went disco initially it went disco to punk into then the metal thing happened then the the hair metal took over but, but, then it went but, to the it's just funny how the styles have gone but, you see but everything you're saying it's all styles yeah exactly me, you, you you say all that and there was still, and I, I remember going to the Starwood on Tuesday nights. I mean, yeah, I'd hide up in the balcony so I didn't get stomped by all the skinheads down <laughs> on the floor. But, I mean, dude, watching X and, yeah. and the Circle Jerks and those bands play it back in those days, I mean, it was a treat. It's an art to play the stuff the way they play it. Yep, and it's great you to, know, see, it's mean, great to I, see X I, back I, in the scene, too, with a brand new record. Yeah. I call that stuff. It's like it's like driving NASCAR. You know, yeah, maybe everyone can get around the track at you know eight or nine tenths, but the guys who do it at ten tenths are magicians. And you hear <laughs> you hear a great punk band, and it's it's something you know that leaves its mark. Well, coming from you, that's the perfect analogy right there. I know you come from a a race car fact or family, you know. So, oh, yeah, but. Uh, yeah. Um, good. Again, back to this record. Um, I want to play another track, and it's just—it's confusing to me because every one of these things. So I'm, I want you to pick out another one out of this because Ooh. I love every single track for everything it does. And there's so many different styles. We played the ballad. We played the—we played the cover. Where do you go from there? Do you go for the the full-on rocker to the soul rocker to the to the mellow song? You know, which you one do you want to go? Why, with? why don't Why don't we pick a song that will give you all of the above? Well, there you go. All right. Pack it up and go. I was going to suggest that. Okay. Pack it up awesome. and go with forward slash remember me. So it's got a lot yeah. of, a lot packed into that. Tell us about yeah. that track. Just, just when you think you know where it's going, <laughs> you don't. <laughs> so tell us a little bit how you wrote it and how it came to be. Actually, that's a really funny uh, song. That That is one of the newer ones on the uh, record and it i wrote it at an airport uh at about five in the morning i was coming back from a gig and i forget where i was uh where we were doing a layover we were in canada 
And so we were in this lounge, and there was absolutely nobody in there except for the guys in the band. And so I went to this little corner, pulled my guitar out, was playing, and came up with basically that whole front part of the song. And I knew that I wanted to have some kind of outro for it. And um, I ended up taking the the outro that is now on there i'd had written for another song that i was going to do on another album that i was doing years ago uh and for various reasons that was another stillborn record and uh the parts always still existed and this was a perfect chance to marry them together so i did and what you hear is what you get wow well, that explains it right there. And if that doesn't get you, the song will. So let's give it a shot. Again, uh, I, uh, I hang on the line for a little while. I just, you know, I can't thank you enough for uh, for speaking with us today on the show. And, uh, you know, again, this record is just, I, as a friend and as a music lover, I cannot compliment you enough on uh, what a great job you've done with this, man. I just, I dig oh, it. Man. So. Thank you so much for saying, you know, and dude, I know, I mean, I watch your posts on Facebook and I know, <laughs> how, I know how deep your uh, knowledge of uh, music and uh, appreciation of it is. So yeah. it really means a lot to me when you say that. So yeah, well, all styles much. too, which again, you cover so many different styles. I can't wait for the next one to see what else you can, you can pull out of your guitar, you know, which, uh, <sighs> You know, I've seen you. I've seen you play so many different kinds, and it's so nice to see you surround yourself with guys that can uh, help you make the make the dream come true, man. So, it's uh, it's something that I'm. I know I'm going to be playing it quite a bit, and I'm probably going to be going through, you know, every track that I've heard and more. So, you know, keep them coming, dude. So, where awesome. can people uh, find out more about Mitch Perry? Is there a MitchPerryBand.com? <laughs> There's MitchPerry.com. Uh, you, you go to that, you'll be able to buy the entire album. You'll be able to see bits and pieces of uh, all the stuff I've done in the past and of the other guys and girls in the band. And uh, we also have shirts for sale. And it, we'll be able to take you to our YouTube channel, which we'd love you all to subscribe to. Awesome. Uh, and then, uh, you know, like I said, uh, you can get the record on uh, any of the digital platforms uh it's not definitely on itunes yet we've got some sort of issue uh but it should be there any second and uh, of course you can get it right from our website direct as we speak and uh we'll also have hard copies if you want to go there sweet excellent well, you know, again, I hope to uh, I hope to bump into you sooner than later. You know, I'll put it that way. I know I always do, but again, I would like to like to uh, definitely experience the the Mitch Perry band again live. So um, hang in there. Yeah. We will, and, and again, thank you for uh, all the support, man. Absolutely. Uh, you know, really, uh, really, just look forward to getting through this and. Uh, getting on the stage and uh, rocking out with you again well we will definitely do that man even with uh, on or off the stage myself you know so again it's called music box it's brand new from mitch perry group but uh, hang on the line just for just a little bit man we'll talk off air and uh this is called pack it up and go forward slash remember me it's got it all right here it's junk band radio thanks mitch let's rock pack it up and yeah. go
And there you have it. That's the Mitch Perry Group, brand new from the Music Box record. Song is called Pack It Up and Go slash Remember Me. My thanks to Mitch for phoning in and telling us all about what's happening with that record. Again, you can find it at uh, MitchPerry.com. You can look at it anywhere where music is sold and pretty much buy the download or the hard copy of the record and everything like that, but just a great record. Music Box from the Mitch Perry Group. Deep Purple is back. Yep, they got a new record coming out entitled Whoosh. (laughs) I just love saying that. Whoosh. And this is a track off that one. This one's called Throw My Bones. Brand new from Deep Purple on Junk Band Radio.
Another day 
Junkman Radio. Whole lot of rocking going on in that set with, um, man, some classics and some new classics and some old classics. Just the way I like it, you know? Hope you do, too. Enjoying the show? I hope so. Started it out with a brand new one from Deep Purple. That one was entitled Throw My Bones. The record is called Whoosh. And, uh, yep, W-H-O-O-S-H. Whoosh. (laughs) And, uh, man, they're still chugging along. Coming out with new music. I love that. Vinny Moore, guitar player. You last saw Vinny playing in um, UFO the last number of years. But uh, Vinny, just this great instrumentalist. And I love that particular song. It's called Meltdown. It was out about 20 years ago. And, um, man, it just it kicks ass. I, I use that as a musical bed every now and then if I need to voice over something. And I really, really love the just the tone on his guitar on that, and the drums by a fella that uh, from New York that I love his playing. His name is Joe Franco. Um, Joe Satriani, enough said about him, man. He's the man on the guitar from his latest. That's called 1980. And from 1981, we played Van Halen and Hang 'Em High from the Diver Down record. Um, 10 years ago, we lost the great Ronnie James Dio, and I thought I'd pay tribute to Ronnie with, uh, the last big thing that he did with the band Heaven and Hell, which of course were his bandmates from Black Sabbath for the, uh, two and a half albums that he made with them. Well, I say half because one was a live album, but, uh, yeah, the Bible Black Great song. I love it. Just Ronnie and just that voice. Oh, he's so missed. Such a great guy. And, um, man, just uh, quite quite a guy. I get very emotional talking about him because he was just such, such an influence on me. And I looked up to him as, you know, physically you're looking down at him, but <laughs> he'd be the first to laugh at that. So don't get, you know, don't get mad at me because I'm cracking wise, you know. Anyway, uh, yeah, I thought I'd uh, pay tribute to him as well as Chris Cornell, who we lost three years ago uh, today as I'm broadcasting. And so we played one of my favorites from him, Like a Stone, from when he was with Audio Slave, the band, Audio Slave. I think about that because uh, I was at the Rock and the Range Festival, and I go to the Rock and Range Festival every year just about. It's in Columbus, Ohio. And I, for those that don't know, I also photograph bands. I do things like that, and I write up a lot of different things for a variety of websites and things. And um, I was approved to shoot Soundgarden on the Friday of the festival in 2017, and he died on Wednesday. And um, the day, you know, the Wednesday before the festival. And so I saved my email of um, you know, being approved to shoot. But, yeah, it was just uh, it was so sad. But they did the most beautiful tribute to him at that show where Corey Taylor came and sang. And everybody held up their lighters in this Mop Frey Stadium. It was a great big soccer stadium in Columbus, Ohio. And we sang the songs and we watched the videos and, it was just a beautiful, beautiful way of uh, the people at Danny Wimmer Productions who 
put on the Rock on the Range Festival, now called the Sonic Temple Festival, to uh, to tribute to uh, to Chris Cornell, and uh, so I thought I'd play a couple of them right there and uh, tell them they're uh, you're missed. And uh, we play the music, and that lives on. Lots of things live on around here at Junk Man Radio. The new, the old, the in-between. This came out of nowhere. I'm very excited about this. About a month ago, we got a brand-new release from the band X. Who I love X. X is uh, when I first moved to California, I had pretty much missed the whole punk scene. But these people were the pioneers. And at the time, they had a record that was all over the radio that I was hearing. But uh, I became a huge fan of the band. And this one is from their brand new record entitled Alphabet Land. I suggest you get it. I love this record because it sounds, it's the four original members of the band who are together. And they sound like they did originally. So it's, it's got their signature sound. And I hope you like this. This is called Water and Wine. Brand new from X on Junk Band Radio.
Man Radio. That, my friends, is brand new from Green Day. And it's called Stab You in the Heart from their latest album, Father of All Motherfuckers. <laughs> oh, man. That band kicks ass. Loving it. Our local boy is Lit from right here, uh, Fullerton, California. And Lipstick and Bruises preceded that one. A favorite of mine from Lit. Uh, my buddies, Jeff Buck Cherry, and their version of the. Uh, the old song, Anything, Anything. Yep. Great version of it, isn't it? I love it. <laughs> that was from the LP Road Trip soundtrack, you know? Yeah, I can find these things. Uh-huh. But, uh, yeah, Drama Rama originally did that song. Became a big hit on radio around here. And uh, so Buck Cherry decided to redo it. Did a nice job. Steve Conti, one of New York's finest. Not a cop, no, a rock and roller, I should say. And somebody's going to get their head kicked in tonight. Proceeded that. Went way back in uh, the career of Reverend Horton Heat, song dedicated to his bass player, Jimbo. Jimbo, great song. And started that set out with a brand new one from X, from Alphabet Land. Their new record called Water and Wine. Mm-hmm. Well, it's me, Junkman, and I'm out of here for today. I'm going to hit the road. want to thank uh, my guest for calling in today and enjoy his new record, too. And, um, well, I'm going to leave you something brand new from the Rolling Stones. Yep. Came right out with it. Brand new record. Actually, brand new single, anyway. First one since about 2012, I do believe. This is called Living in a Ghost Town. I know you can relate. <laughs> Especially these days. Brand new from the Stones. I'll see you next time. It's Junk Man, Junk Man Radio. See ya!
Junk, right? 